This is the Black and Blue Report presented by ABC Insurance Agencies, a better choice for insurance. Now from Studio B or wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Daniel Sellerson. What's going on? Welcome into the Monday edition of the Black and Blue Report. I'm Daniel Salerson. Hope this Monday finds you well. It's a very happy Monday here on the campus of the Saints and the Pelicans as the Saints big win over the Seattle Seahawks yesterday. 25 to 21st win over Seattle since 2010 and everything seems to be well on Monday around the city when the Saints win and that's the case here on this Monday. Happy Halloween to everyone and hope everyone enjoys a very warm Halloween day, close to record highs today around the Crescent City, but that means the weather should be very nice for those trick-or-treating tonight around the Crescent City. We have a great show for you, as uh, of course we'll talk about a Saints win with John DeShazer from NewOrleansSaints.com, and we'll talk about the Pelicans, uh, who unfortunately are 0-3, but look to get back on track tomorrow at home against the Milwaukee Bucks. Joel Myers, television voice of the Saints for Fox Sports, television voice of the Pelicans. I'm going to switch that up again a couple times today. But the television voice of the Pelicans, Joel Myers, will come on to talk about the Pelicans' woes through three games. But the bright side is Ben Anthony Davis, almost 38 points per game, 12 rebounds, and three blocks. So plenty of talking, plenty to talk about today on this show and uh, the World Series. Uh, the Chicago Cubs hanging in there, down three games to two now, but beat the Cleveland Indians yesterday, three to two. Now the series goes back to Cleveland for game six and seven tomorrow night and Wednesday night if necessary so big uh, big win there for Chicago and uh, the series has been great and look forward to seeing how this one turns out I don't I don't have anyone any dog in the fight so just looking for a good series and that's been the case so far um, in the World Series let's see what else happened yesterday oh yeah another tie in the NFL as the Bengals and Washington Redskins tie 27 and 27 in London back-to-back ties as last week it was Seattle and Arizona tying it up at six, and uh, this is the for the first time since 1997, there were two ties in back-to-back week. I know someone brought up that the last time that happened was 1997, and the Cleveland Indians lost the World Series in seven games in the Marlins. Uh, for Cleveland fans, I hope that's not the case, but for Chicago Cubs fans, they're hoping it's deja vu all over again just 19 years later. But um, yeah, so crazy week in the NFL. The Falcons did win over the Packers. They improved to five and three. Buccaneers dropped to the Raiders in overtime, and the Panthers won against the Arizona Cardinals. Now the Bucks and Saints are tied at 3-4, and four, just a game and a half back of the Falcons, but Saints still have two games to go against the Bucks and a game to go against the Panthers and, of course, a game against the Falcons. So the division still wide open despite the Falcons winning yesterday, and uh, they continue now the Saints on the winning path and we'll face the san francisco 49ers next week so we got a good show for you today as i mentioned joel myers from new orleans from the new orleans pelicans television voice for fox sports new orleans and john shazer we'll start with jd next on this halloween version of the black and blue Gatorade, for athletes who move the game forward, we're creating the fuel to do the same innovating beyond hydration to create the future of sports fuel Fueling today, fueling the future. Don't miss any of the New Orleans Pelicans action this season. Pick the four games that are right for you. The Pelicans Pick 4 plan presented by Domino's guarantees seats to see Anthony Davis and your New Orleans Pelicans take on the biggest names in the NBA, including matchups against Golden State and Cleveland. 
Packages start as low as $40 and come with a free medium one-topping pizza from Domino's. To pick your four games, visit pelicans.com today. Auctioner believes the best way to predict the future is to invent it. Here, our doctors and staff are changing lives day after day. Every week, I'm operating on babies who are days old with hearts smaller than walnuts. We're giving these kids a life they wouldn't otherwise have, a chance to grow up. Sometimes, cancer patients come who were told they were out of options. But Auctioner has the most clinical trials in the state. It's amazing to be able to give second chances. We're always a step ahead, even with simple things like getting you in to see a doctor today versus a week from now, so what you have doesn't become something bigger. It makes a difference. Every day, Auctioner is creating a better future by looking forward and thinking differently to find life-changing solutions. That's healthcare with peace of mind. Appointments are available today. Call 866-AUCTIONER or visit auctioner.org. We're talking Saints football on the Black and Blue Report. All right, let's begin our Saints talk on this Monday. It's Halloween. It's a nice treat to have John DeShazer from NewOrleansSaints.com in studio with me to talk about a Saints win, a double treat on this Monday, J.D., and a big one over the Seattle Seahawks, 25-20. First off, happy Halloween, sir. Well, I'm dressed as me today, so I'll be easily recognizable um, as usual, my, my usual costume. <laughs> but, yeah, good, good, good game for the Saints yesterday. Really nice game. Yeah, I, I dressed up as myself, too, which is the scariest thing in the world. So I'm going to scare a lot of children in my shirt and tie tonight as myself. I, I think you can get by. I think I can get by. I don't think they'll run screaming yet. Do you have a favorite Halloween candy? Um, a go-to? You know what? Now, my my go-to candy is, is Tootsie Rolls. Okay. So that's that's my thing, man. Now, you know, of course, you can't give those away at, at Halloween because no. they're, they're too small. Right. So I, you know, do the bite-sized, you know, Snickers and that kind of stuff. But I, you know, I will say this: I don't have to do it anymore because my son's older, and I just don't do it anymore. <laughs> but when I did it, I gave away great candy because I wanted to keep all the leftover candy. Yeah. So you know, I wouldn't give kids the candy I wouldn't eat. I only gave them the good stuff. So were you one of those that had gave away like a full-size candy bar? Because some people, I don't know how they do it, but they buy boxes of the full-size. No, 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 that's going too far. But I do, I do like the good bite-sized candies you know like i said snickers and kit kats and you know the baby roots and you know whatever the good 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 stuff was that's what i would give away because and i'd always overdo it because i wanted to eat what was left well i would do this whole segment based on halloween candy but i think we should talk about this football game as the saints did win yesterday 25 to 20 over the seahawks jd just first quick observations what were your biggest takeaways from yesterday's win i thought it was easily the saints most complete game of the season um uh, you know, it wasn't the the best offensive production in terms of yards and points. It wasn't the best defensive game they've had in terms of points allowed and yards allowed. Uh, but when you combine what they were able to do and get accomplished against the caliber of opponent, uh, Seattle, which was in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, um, I thought it was the most complete game they played this year. They, The things they set out to do, they did. Um, they controlled the clock. They ran the football. They uh, were efficient on third down. Um, they got some key stops defensively. Uh, they forced a turnover, even though they turned one over that went for six, but they forced a turnover and turned it into six. So they were opportunistic there. They didn't commit penalties, uh, didn't beat themselves, which has been the bugaboo in the games that they have lost this year. They did not beat themselves. And it was, like I said, as thorough 
of victory as they've had this season. They've only had three of them. They're three and four now. But, you know, you look at the standings in the NFC South, and they're right there in the middle of them. Yeah, I think the biggest thing that you mentioned that I noticed from yesterday were the penalties. Like you, like last week, Kansas City, they just hurt themselves in every way, shape, and form. First penalty for New Orleans didn't come till the third quarter, five minutes and 45 seconds left. So you talk about a team that beat themselves last week. I mean, a complete 180 uh, from that perspective as far as not beating themselves. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's that's a lot of what this league has come to. If you don't beat yourself, you will more than likely win the game. I mean, you give yourself – the percentages jump, skyrocket when you don't beat yourself. But when you commit penalties and when you commit turnovers – you make it so much more difficult because, again, there there are no super teams now. You know, like I said, the only one you look at now and think of as a quote unquote possible super team would be New England. Mm-hmm. And what's New England's recipe? Well, most of the time, New England doesn't beat itself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of times, they just don't beat themselves. So, you know, the Saints yesterday and the games and the previous games they won, you know, against Carolina and against San Diego have done a really good job of not beating themselves. And when you don't beat yourself, you know, worst case scenario, you'll be there at the end uh, with a chance to win. Best case scenario, you do win. For the third time this season, the Seahawks allowed a 100-yard rusher. One of those now belongs to Tim Hightower, who probably didn't expect 26 carries when he started this game based on Mark Ingram fumbling the ball. After that, it was a Tim Hightower show, and J.D., he did not disappoint yesterday. And Tim Hightower is incredible. I think everybody knows his backstory by now, but, you know, he's one of those guys. He's such a good guy, and he, he went through so much trying to get back into the NFL, so he doesn't take anything for granted. You know, he cherishes every game. Uh, every rep, every carry, you know, just wearing the uniform. And so, yeah, Mark Ingram fumble yesterday. Seattle returns it for six. Um, and, and then the Saints turn to Tim Hightower. And, and the thing about that, the good thing is he is a fantastic luxury to have because the last four games of last season, he was pretty much the bell cow. Uh, had a couple of hundred – had a hundred-yard game during that time. Uh, he also uh, stacked up a career-high 28 carries in one game. And uh, was really productive. So you know you can get it out of him. And against a team like Seattle, you can't run side to side. You got to go right at him. And I think the Saints game plan was, you know, basically, you know, you love to see the patience stick with it, stick with it, stick with it. Because eventually, you know, if you keep hitting that rock with a sledgehammer, you keep hitting it, you chip away, you chip away, and eventually you crack it. And, and Tim was able to do that. He's a physical runner. Uh, the Saints offensive lineman, I think – cherish the opportunity to be physical in that in that situation and you've got to be able to balance it against Seattle you can't beat them being one-dimensional that's just too difficult that defense is too good to beat being one-dimensional and I think the Saints looked at it and said look they played a previous the previous game they played was an overtime game in a 6-6 tie against Arizona that defense played 90 plus snaps the Saints got them on the field and kept them on the field as long as they possibly could I think the Saints ran 72 plays against them yesterday and it in the end you know, I don't care how good a defense you are. I don't care who you are. You get tired. You get tired. It's a physical game, and the Saints basically just went after them and, and, and chipped away and chipped away and chipped away until they won the game. Now, how do we? How do the Saints handle this running back situation moving forward? Obviously, for Mark Ingram, two straight games with big fumbles, um, one being in the fourth quarter against the Chiefs and then the first quarter against the Seahawks. Is this something now where you're going to see split carries between the two, or are we just going to move on and Mark Ingram's back to being the guy? Um, you might not be able to answer this question, but how do you think this goes moving forward? Well, I think it's going to be – I think it's going to go with, with Tim Hightower as your lead guy. I mean, Mark, unfortunately, you know, has has put the ball on the ground back-to-back games. 
and possession of the football is tremendously important when you're the Saints right now because we've heard Coach Sean Payton say, you know, five, ten times this year, this isn't one of the Saints teams of the past where they could just overcome those kinds of mistakes. Now they've got to be, you know, you can't play perfect, but you got to not beat yourself with turnovers and those kinds of things. And that's back-to-back weeks again that Mark has had critical fumbles uh, against against Kansas City. It was in the red zone. The Saints are going in to score. Yesterday against Seattle, it's a fumble that's returned for a touchdown. And so now you you know you don't you don't throw him away and say we can't use him, but maybe those roles reverse. And whereas Mark was getting the 17, 18, 19 carries, and Tim was getting three or four or five, now you probably flip that script or flip the roles, and, and maybe Tim's the guy who's getting the 17, 18, 19, and Mark's getting the four or five because you know at some point you got to make a change there. Uh, if you're the Saints, you're, or at least you certainly got to seriously consider it because, you know, one guy's protecting the ball, the other guy's not. And Tim's one of those guys who, like most running backs, the more he carries, the better rhythm he gets into. But he's a guy, you know, I, I think they like that sledgehammer factor that he brings. Uh, he's a veteran guy who has been a physical, physical runner, and, and he adds that dimension to the offense. Let's talk about the defense for a little bit because I thought they played – pretty well yesterday against the Seahawks and Russell Wilson heading into this game five games with no interceptions 203 plays without interception there comes Nate Stupar with the big pick um Russell Wilson went 185 straight minutes without an interception what does that say about the Saints defense that comes in there yes it was only one interception but no throwing touchdowns for Russell Wilson and it was just a couple rushing touchdowns for Seattle what did you make of the Saints defense yesterday well I mean I think they're I don't want to say they've, you know, arrived or anything like that, but they keep saying they're getting close to being, you know, close to what they want to be. And we've seen flashes of it. Um, They didn't win at Kansas City, but they held the Chiefs to like 326 yards of offense. Um, They held Seattle under 100 yards rushing. Uh, Seattle threw for almost 300 yards, but, you know, one of those was like a 48-yard chunk on a trick play. Uh, So – I think we're seeing some of those things that the Saints believe they can be defensively. Uh, they've got, of course, those, you know, the secondary is all banged up, but, you know, Ken Crawley keeps coming up and, and playing better and better. B.W. Webb is playing better and better. Vaughn Bell's now in the starting lineup and playing better and better. Kenny Vaccaro, we see him shifting around and playing pretty good football at safety. Uh, yesterday, Jarris Bird ends up with the team high 10 tackles. So, we're seeing them be some of those things that, you know, they're hoping to be and some of those things that, you know, we thought we saw in training camp in terms of being able to, you know, keep teams, you know, out of the end zone. The yards, yeah, they they alarm you some if, if a team gives away a lot of yards. But the main thing is, you know, it's the points. And the Saints held Seattle offense to 13 points yesterday. That turns out to be huge in that game. Uh, if Seattle didn't have that, you know, that fumble return for a touchdown, you know, is probably not the same uh, shape of a game as it as it turns out to be because the Saints were able to, you know, only give up, you know, the one touchdown and a couple of field goals. So, you know, defensively, they probably did about as much as they as they possibly could have thought they would, would do or, or wanted to do, certainly. Let's look at the NFC South now. And um, yesterday, uh, the Falcons edged the Packers to go to 5-3. and three. They lead the division. Then you have Tampa, who lost in overtime to Oakland, a team that set a record for most penalties in a game. Uh, so they're now 3-4. and four. You still have to play them twice. And Carolina beats Arizona 2-5. and five. Looking at 
the Saints schedule these next five. At San Francisco, home against Denver, at Carolina, home against L.A. and Detroit. The schedule, I'm not saying, is you know the easiest in the world, but it does get a little easier, J.D., and this team seems to be going in the right direction at the right time. Well, and the main thing is, you know, they can't, you know, this Saints team isn't good enough to look at the schedule and say, okay, we, we can get four out of these next five. Right. They've got to, of course, go game by game. But, yeah, it does seem to, you know, record-wise from what we've seen this year, seems to lighten up a little bit. And uh, so now they just have to be able to take care of their business and concentrate and focus. I, get, I think that's a big problem or maybe a big concern, I should say, with a younger team. Uh, they get a taste of winning or a taste of success and think now all of a sudden, you know, they've fixed it or they figured it out or it gets easier and it doesn't. Um, even though you're going to San Francisco against a team that has struggled mightily this season, San Francisco's looking at the Saints like, okay, we can get this one. Right. So, you know, everybody's looking at you like a piece of, you know, like, you know, like a piece of meat and, you know, you can't afford to look at them and say, okay, we got this. So they got to be, you know, ready to play in these next few games, you know. But yeah, you you look at it on paper, and it sure looks promising. But you still go got to go out and do the work. Yep, San Francisco next week, then Denver at home. Like you said, shouldn't be looking at teams like that, but very capable of having a nice stretch here um, with three of those five games being at home. That's John DeShazer from NewOrleansSaints.com. JD, I'll uh, talk to you tomorrow on the basketball side of the Smoothie King Center, but thanks for your time this morning. Anytime, my man. All right, we'll talk Pelicans basketball next with Joel Myers. This is the Black and Blue Report. Got a long day ahead? Power on with Smoothie King's new coffee high-protein smoothies. It's a nutritious breakfast blended to shift your morning into high gear with delightfully smooth cold-brewed coffee for your mind and at least 30 grams of protein for your body. Try all four energizing flavors, vanilla, almond mocha, raspberry mocha, and cinnamon latte, and power on your day. New coffee high-protein smoothies. Coffee for your mind and protein for your body. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious Chunky Chicken and Sausage Gumbo. Just visit your local supermarket and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup, the hearty way to fuel your game, and the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. Take flight with your New Orleans Pelicans and host your birthday party, corporate event, or a holiday party in a Pelicans luxury suite. No matter who you're entertaining, let the Pelicans take the hassle out of finding a venue and planning world-class entertainment. Luxury suites are available now for the games throughout the Pelican season, giving you great seats to see the biggest stars in the NBA. For more information and to book your luxury suite night, call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com today. What's up, Pelican fans? This is Anthony Mackey, a shorter, talented version of Anthony Davis, and you are listening to the Black and Blue Report. Go Pelicans. Welcome back to this Monday edition of the Black and Blue Report. Time to talk some Pelicans and uh, no better guy to talk Pelicans with than Joel Myers, television voice of the Pelicans on Fox Sports New Orleans, also on Sirius XM NBA Radio. Good morning, Joel. Nice to talk to you. Good start to the day and even though it's not my favorite, happy Halloween. I know. It's not mine, too. You have a favorite candy on Halloween? Any candy. Any candy? <laughs> I, don't, I don't discriminate. Me either. That's a good Whether one. it's the Snickers or Payday, get on the list. Baby Ruth, 
man. Uh, I'm, I don't discriminate against candy. All good choices, all good choices. Joel, if I would have tell, told you uh, three games in that Anthony Davis was averaging 38 points, 12 rebounds, and three blocks, and the team would be 0-3, what would you say to me? He's not giving enough support. That's obvious. And that's what, you don't have to look at the numbers to know that. Although if you look at the numbers, uh, it tells you everything you need to know for the, what they want to do, which is uh, space the floor, open things up, make some threes. They haven't made threes, 19%. Dead last in the league, it's a small sample size, but you're 12 for 63, it says something. So they're dead last at 19% right now. Why would why are they dead last in threes right now? Is it just them not making shots or them not finding the open guy or is it them not creating enough spacing? What is the reason why only three games that they're worst in the league in three-point shooting? Well, it's a group situation. It's not one guy. So, uh, And the newcomers are squeezing the ball a little bit now. Then all of a sudden you miss a few and you're tentative. And it's in doubt in your mind and doubt in your release and a lack of conviction sometimes. So uh, when you look at the new addition, Solomon Hill, Etwan Moore, although Etwan picked it up big time in the last game and he got to the rim and he looked good. He's hit six of his first eight shots in that game. Uh, adding Terrence Jones, Langston Galloway, that foursome is just three for 30 from beyond the arc. So AD has been hard to believe good. And we talked about it on the telecast, uh, David and myself. If he has a normal game, what's going to happen? Well, it turned down. It got away from him in the third quarter against San Antonio. What about Buddy Heald? I know a lot of people expected, you know, some rookie, you know, hiccups, I would say, or growing pains, I should say. Any concern with Buddy there, or you think it's just one of these things that he's going to have to get used to playing an NBA game? Yeah, there's no concern with Buddy because it's early in his career, and he's got a beautiful stroke. It's just there's more of a microscope on him because nobody else is hitting. So then you want the rookie, well, maybe the rookie can help out. And usually you don't look that way. You don't put that kind of pressure on a rookie. But because the other sources aren't scoring and they're not hitting the three ball, then everybody's saying, well, maybe Buddy can help. But you didn't want that kind of pressure on Buddy to begin with. And if Drew Holiday is here and there's no rush, there's no pressure on Drew because all the, everything about Drew is Lauren. And the, his priorities are, are right and, and straight and the way they should be. Uh, but if Drew was here, it wouldn't be as magnified. But Drew's not here. And Drew's going to put a lot of guys in a better position, positions to succeed. So uh, it, there's no room for panic. It's only three games of the season. But some of the other guys have to start making shots. What about defensively? I think Alvin said defense was their biggest concern in the preseason and going to training camp. I don't think the defense has been terrible. It hasn't been great. But what have you seen from the defense in three games? Well, it hasn't been terrible. It's been one half to the next, uh, give up 60 and then give up 40. Uh, and so there's dramatic change and, and improvement. So the consistency overall needs to be better. The defense isn't the issue, though. That's not the problem. Uh, but they have to be better at that end of the floor. They have to be more consistent at that end of the floor, and then they have to communicate better. Solomon Hill is an aggressive defender, so and he talked about it out of frustration after the game in San Antonio. They have to get together as a group at the defensive end of the floor. They can be a good defensive team. They can be a solid defensive team. I don't think there's any question about that, uh, but they have to communicate better. When somebody's going to blitz, somebody's going to trap, they have, it's the old help the helper, and they have to get better at that. 
Joel, three games this week. I think a good chance for the Pelicans to get back on track. One and two Milwaukee Bucks come into town on Tuesday, face the Memphis Grizzlies on Wednesday, and then Friday against the Phoenix Suns. So what are the biggest things that have to change and maybe get some wins for the Pelicans this week? Well, they they need to get an early lead. Uh, it sounds simple, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. But it makes a big difference when you don't have to play catch-up, a fast start, and you dictate the tempo to the opposition and then put doubt in their mind. So uh, got to win at home against Milwaukee. Felt that way going against Denver because of the back-to-back over the weekend. But teams that may not be a, a top-eight team, whether it's Denver or Milwaukee in their respective conference, you can't afford to lose those games at home. There is a, a premium on home games, and that's why teams who could potentially be out of the top eight, like Milwaukee, Phoenix on Friday, as you mentioned, you have to capitalize. You can't let those get away on your home floor. And then Memphis escaped. You know, Marcus all at that three last night. I watched that game, and then they, they smoked Washington in overtime and outscored them in the extra session 12-3. to three. So you have to take care of your home floor. If you can play 500 ball or close to 500 ball on the road, you're in good shape, uh, but you cannot let games get away at home that you have to win against potentially sub-500 teams. So 41 home games, if you can get close to 30 wins at home, you're in pretty good shape, Daniel. All right, it starts tomorrow against the Milwaukee Bucks. You can catch the action on Fox Sports Norms, Joel Myers, David Wesley, and Jen Hale on the call, and then Wednesday night in Memphis against the Grizzlies. Joel, always appreciate the time. We'll see you at the arena tomorrow. Have a great Halloween, Daniel. You too, Joel. All right, we'll be back in just a few minutes. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious Chunky Chicken and Sausage Gumbo. Just visit your local Winn-Dixie and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup. The hearty way to fuel your game. And the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. Gatorade, for athletes who move the game forward, we're creating the fuel to do the same. Innovating beyond hydration to create the future of sports fuel. Fueling today, fueling the future. Follow us on Twitter at Black Blue Report. All right, time to wrap things up here from Studio B. We're going to kind of flip the format for tomorrow's show. Normally on a Tuesday, I'll speak with Jim Eikenhofer from Pelicans.com and Jake Seeley from RotoExperts.com talking fantasy football. But tomorrow's a very special day in New Orleans Saints history. 50 years ago tomorrow, the Saints were awarded a franchise uh, by the NFL. So we're going to focus entirely on the Saints tomorrow. John DeShazer will be your host. He will speak to Norman Francis, who is a big key to getting the team a franchise or getting the city a franchise. He was part of the presentations to the NFL. We'll hear from Mr. Francis on tomorrow's show. Of course, you never know who else will stop by. We'll have some big guests for you as well. But John DeShazer will be your host, and Thursday show will be the normal Tuesday show. So Jim Eikenhoff from Pelicans.com will hopefully be recapping two Pelicans wins. Again, the Pelicans play against the Bucks tomorrow, and then the Grizzlies on the road on Wednesday. And um, we'll have Jake Seeley on a Thursday, he'll kind of help you with our waiver wire picks, and we'll also kind of get his best and worst from halfway through the season as we are now halfway through the NFL season. Some teams are, at least, not from a game standpoint, but from a week standpoint. We are approaching week nine 
So there we have it. That will be the Thursday show. Tomorrow's show will be All Saints, and uh, we'll probably have a little preview of Pelicans and Bucks as well. Big thanks to JD for helping us out today and Joel Myers from Fox Sports New Orleans and the New Orleans Pelicans. And I say thank you to the fans for listening to today's show. Happy Halloween. Stay safe tonight, trick-or-treating. Enjoy it. Save me some candy. Bring it over to me here at Studio B. I'll be more than happy to eat it uh, probably forever. So appreciate you all listening, and we'll talk to you tomorrow on the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans, The Black and Blue Report. Thanks for listening to this edition of The Black and Blue Report, presented by ABC Insurance Agencies. A better choice for insurance. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at noon central or at your convenience exclusively online at pelicans.com and neworleansaints.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.